You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. Yeah. All right. Sarah's jet lagged. I am back. Jocelyn has a broken foot. Khadija's hot and angry at the people at the track, the kids at the track. I feel like we're all up to date. <laughs> Wait, what, good. What? I don't know what happens at the track. Oh, it's it's crowded with little kids playing football, um, mothers with toy dogs, uh, not on leashes. <laughs> and I just want one lane, one lane, one out of nine. Just one. That's all I want. So a couple of weeks ago, you had the the lady who asked if you were really hot at the track. So normally I'm I'm seeing a trend here. Yes. Like I have my run-ins at the pool and Kadeesh yes. has run-ins at the track. Okay. All right. And I don't have run-ins like anywhere, guys. <laughs> on no, you were saying on the bike you have some. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jocelyn, what what happened to your foot? Oh my gosh. So um I'm getting a bone density scan on Friday because my foot had been bothering me on and off, but I was like racing so well and felt like I was making a comeback. So I would just like not run in training and then go do a race and like do it, do well. And then it start bothering me again. I was like, you know what, as a healthcare professional, I'm like the worst patient, I should just make sure everything's fine so that, you know, I have peace of mind. And everything was not fine. <laughs> so it's not a stress fracture, but there's like a ligament that's got mild degeneration. There's like a subchondral insufficiency fractures. Huh, what's that? Which even my podiatrist was kind of like, I've never seen this before. And the only thing I can think of, because it couldn't can be related to bone density, is like, I was breastfeeding for 18 months and didn't have my period for over two years through pregnancy and nursing. And so that's the only thing I can think of. But because of all that, no running for me. I might have to do an aqua bike for my final season race, which I'm not thrilled about. But also, I feel like if I don't have something I'm training for, then I'm just going to like sit in the corner and be sad and not train anymore. Yeah, we were talking about this. Do you feel like you have to have something to train for? Like you can't just exercise? No, like since I retired from being a pro triathlete like a dozen years ago, if I don't have something on the race calendar, I, I'll I'll take six months off, like just like running every now and then and barely doing anything. Do you not hit? So what I always find is I always hit like, and I call it rock bottom, but there's, but I hit a point where I'm like standing in my kitchen eating melted cookie dough by the spoonful. And then I'm like, nope this is it. I'm done. I got to go for a run. <laughs> yeah. I'll so run casually, mean. but yeah, I, I've had long stretches of time, like months and months where it's like, it's the off season. And then seven months goes by and I'm like, mm-hmm. I should sign up for something. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Aaron's confused and I'm hysterical. This is not right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I'm just stuck in the mental image of Kelly in the kitchen eating oh, yeah. melted, you said melted cookie dough? Yeah, have you ever done that? Yeah. You... No. It's not quite a cookie yet, but it's yeah. 
you know, it's just right. <laughs> right. Instead of like pretending you're going to make cookies, this is what I used to do. You just put them in a bowl and microwave it and then eat the dough by the spoonful. <laughs> Kelly, you have this long list of like stuff you won't eat, like cris- chocolate croissants you said is on the list of stuff that disgusts you. Right. And- See, I feel like people get the mistaken notion that I like from that list, if they don't know me, they like thought that I like eat clean, like clean in quotations or some bullshit like that. But no, I just like really don't like those things. But I just like really like what I like. You know what I'm saying? But you really like microwave cookie dough, which is yeah. really <laughs> not as tasty as chocolate croissants. Croissants are really just okay. Having just come back, croissants just feel so disappointing. That's where I'm like, I'm just always disappointed by. Croissants. No, you must have bad croissants. This is why you should have had croissants in France. <laughs> I feel like I was in Paris. She likes to guess if she's going to get salmonella or not. So the cookie dough is right, right nice where you're not quite sure yet. <laughs> All right. It's microwaved, so clearly yeah. it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so here's another story on something I did that was terrible. I, like, had this, like, little tub of hot fudge to go on my ice cream that I'd gotten from the ice cream shop. And obviously it wasn't hot anymore because I've been sitting on my fr- like counter. And so I put it in the microwave to like warm it back up. And I and it melted a little bit because it was apparently plastic. And then I like was like, oh, I'm sure it's still fine. I'll just like pick out the parts that aren't melted. And then I got really like nauseous after like I oh because you cake. ingested plastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> alrighty then. Okay. <laughs> Questionable life choices. Yeah. <laughs> But a croissant, that's crossing the line. Well, they're just so, like, I wasn't disappointed by the melted chocolate, right? Like, the croissant, I just feel disappointed by. I'm like, oh. I feel like you've had bad croissants. It's just fine. Hmm. Hmm. Kelly likes petroleum products. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, today, after we hear from Sid, and we're going to first do a a recap of Paris with Sid on Sid Talks, then we can talk some more about my food choices. And I want to hear all about Sarah in Singapore, uh, what you guys think of the new PTO announcement, the upcoming 70.3 Worlds, because I've never raced it, but I think all of you have. And uh, and then, of course, we'll have our random question of the day. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do, uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle, which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration. That can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating. I I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula, and then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists. 
like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Tri Podcast and the number one five, or, you know, like functional threshold power, FTP15 at pfandh.com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. All right, Sid, we're back for Sid Talks. I think I know what day it is. You texted me I... and we're like, are we going to talk? And I was like, what day is it? I feel like this should we should rename this because I want to be asking you the question. You're the one that's just okay. come back from Paris. How okay, is Kelly Paris? Talks. Kelly <laughs> talks. Yeah. How is Paris? How yeah, is the so test I think event? we're going to have to talk all about the test event and then, you know, Singapore, um, lots of racing this weekend. Yeah. Paris test event was good. Uh, it's definitely like they are setting it up to be the race of the Olympics, like for sure. Yeah. Like when you're out there, they are shutting down the Champs-Élysées. They're... I was going to say, just because of location and iconic sites and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, ready to shut it all down, right? Like, it's not yeah. it's not like, oh, we're going to give them a lane. Like, it's all... Oh, no, out. no. Parrot, the French will shut everything down. They'll, oh, yeah. like, just piss everyone else off in the, if the, all the locals or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I would imagine. 
And obviously the other thing is like the French are really, really good at this. Whereas like, yeah. I think some of the other events that are, you know, really iconic locations and stuff like the French aren't going to win, whereas the French could win this. So the French are, so the, the French. They could dominate. Like they yeah. could, it could be a male clean, a clean, a male clean sweep potentially. No, but then the French men still have the potential. I mean, I think Hayden Wilde might want something to say and, and Christian Blumenfeld as well. But yeah, Alex, you for sure. But it could, they, if it goes their way and they all worked, you know, it could be a French one, two, three on the men's sure. side. And I'd, so say the French, French... I'd say French one, two, three, four, but they can't have four they athletes. Have four, but yeah. yeah. So they, like, clearly, the yeah. they like, clearly like are setting this up to be like the event of the games. Like it's going yeah. to be a really big deal, which is fascinating because it's not like often that that happens. But we were also joking. The athletes were all joking after because the French took a silver medal and a bronze medal in the individual and then didn't medal in the relay. So for them, it's like test did not succeed. Like course is going to have to be changed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, interesting. Right. You know what I mean? Like what if they suddenly are like, oh, what? actually... What is the what did you think of the course in the end? Like, and from a spectator perspective, like I know you had issues like trying to get yeah on the it's, bridge. It's pretty terrible. I mean, no, it's like pretty great for um, iconics locations and like photos and video, and it's like totally designed for photo and video. It's like kind of terrible for spectators unless you just like want to be the random person like st- like unless you don't know anything right, and then you just like wander up to the Champs Elysees and you're like, oh wow, look at them go. If you like really want to follow it it's quite challenging because of what we just said, like the French security will shut everything down. They put up like barricades, police come through and are like clearing you out. No. And then, but not in any kind of logic way, right? Like people are allowed to stand there for one race and then they're like, no, 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 get out. And then you can't stand there for the next race. So you're like, what, like what's happening? I don't. And you literally could not get near the start, start slash finish area. They had a giant fence up, lots of barricades, unless you had some kind of a, like Mark, uh, Mark Allen had told me he pulled a Mark Allen and just had like a VIP pass and was like, oh, they said I can be here. <laughs> like, So unless you're yeah. Mark Allen, uh, yeah, you can. You I can. mean, I hope I hope things like that, they might change. Maybe, maybe not necessarily going near the start, but like it's particularly having. I'm sure they'll have ticketed the grandstands. Fin- yeah, it yeah. should be ticketed grandstands. If not, it's going to be VIPs, I guess. So I guess that is something that they would develop for the for the I actual think they'll have ticketed grandstands. They also didn't yeah. have kind of. I would also assume they'll have like big screens out, yes. like for people. Yeah, they like, should. I would have so thought. There was yeah. no screen out, so people, you know, we're all standing there with our phones, like trying yeah. to figure out what's happening. I would um, imagine if it's anything like London, they had, which is in Hyde Park, and they had big screens in Hyde Park, and then they had big screens out in other parts of London and like hotspot watching. Um, so I would imagine, yeah, when it comes fully to the event next year, that will all that will all take place. Plus the ticketed Grand Slam plus uh, Grand Stand, plus yeah. But I got what about sense that it was like not that it was rushed, but that because it was a combo of World Try and the organizing committee putting it on, there were different priorities, you know. And so I got yeah. the sense that some things had kind of been like focused on over other things in the in the in the run-up um, and what about, what about the bike course because i've heard it's kind of like we saw in the race and like you can you know more i've only seen clips but it was a basically a big pack in both yeah. the men and the women's race on the bike which is a little bit unusual these days with wts racing but i also heard like the the bike course just isn't technical or interesting enough that you're gonna get a breakaway I this don't is know. why we were joking about they're the french they're gonna change like, the course oh the course are must gonna, be changed are they gonna build a build <laughs> yeah. a bridge are they gonna build a hill up the champs Elysees or something suddenly you're yeah, gonna exactly. see like the, well, the, was... the arc the arc de triomphe suddenly rises like 50 foot into the air or something 
I mean, let's talk about the actual racing uh, because, yeah, obviously on the one hand, um, it was weird. It did come down to big groups and that doesn't happen that often. But on the other hand, partially that's because this race was a qualifying race for so many countries. And so then all the athletes are kind of there's like races within the race. Right. Yeah. So for so many athletes, yes, they would like to win, but their priority was really top eight or top three or top five. And so then they're like playing their cards in their head. They're like, well, I'm not going to risk it to win when I can like. So that that's kind of some of what sure. was happening. There was a lot of gamesmanship and then also the side point like i was standing at the floor duffy during the bike course and she's like this is playing out so weird it's one big groove that never happens and i was like well somebody is missing who would normally <laughs> shake that up flora yeah. so there is that <laughs> there were some big there were some people missing she was missing georgia taylor brown was missing um the swim has a heavy current so that also kind of like which i didn't realize um so that's why there were some gaps but then huh. it, 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 so give me uh, for anyone, for anyone who doesn't okay so if anyone doesn't know the course it's a two-lap swim a larger lap than a smaller lap so the current is when they're swimming back. back towards the pontoon they're swimming into the current yes interesting well of and course stupid question it's a river of course there's a current, yeah, unless, they're closing, a current. unless they've got like dams to close it yeah. and so i think you know but there caused some small gaps but like you said they kind of the roads are so wide that it's easier for people it's it's harder for breaks to get away right it's easier for big groups so all of the groups kind of like came back together there are a lot of turns and a lot of cobblestones okay. and so to, you know if you were going to get away you would do it in those sections yeah. but then the second half of the course is just really wide and flat and so it's and just not cobbles adds an interesting mix yeah. just on like wear and tear of legs plus puncture factor I Falls, think the spills. Yeah. cobbles were tougher for some of the para-athletes. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. like you oh, yeah. seem tougher. Imagine. Yeah. Um, and then it, it they also run on the cobbles, and I think it was actually yeah. really rough for running, particularly yeah. with all the super shoes. You know, they're like yes, yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, so okay, so women's race flat. Yeah, and then so the women's race was uh, came together in a giant group on the bike, like you said, which then is like super conducive to like Cassandra Bogrand and Beth Potter, right? Yeah. Um, and they just ran away with, I mean, they were like shoulder to shoulder after they pulled away. Um, it was yeah. pretty intense. And I like, mean, I, I'd be surprised if the Uber bikers of the world, the Flora Duffy's, the Taylor Nib, now we've seen, you know, if they, mm-hmm. and some of the, you know, the other, the fast swim bikers, if they allow that to happen next year, next not. year. Yeah. But Cassandra, I, I mean, it, yeah, that suits Cassandra and she's obviously yeah. like the French favorite and the crowds were going crazy for her. Um, but Beth Potter just outkicked her. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the takeaway from this for me is the Brits are going to be hard to beat. Like Beth looked good for. I, I, I agree, but it's a like, year out. I agree, I but know, it's a I year know. out. But we were meant to win the football, and we bloody didn't. <laughs> Fucking beat the got beaten by the Spanish. Who is that's just controversial as it is with their manager. Anyway, let's not get into that. Um, um, Alex, I mean, he yes, just I looked get great it. too. Like he just but ran I away think... from it. Like, my, my my worry of this, and this is my classic pessimistic Brit, and it was the same with the football. I was like, oh, it's doom and gloom. We're going to lose to Australia. We're going to lose to everyone. Um, we've shown our cards. Right. Bearing in mind, Georgia Taylor Brown isn't there. We've shown our cards a year early. So every other nation is now like, not that they were stupid to it before because we've seen these athletes racing all year, but it's it's obvious that with Beth and Alex, like, we they're very we know their strengths and every you know the French are going to be like they're going to I reckon you know pulmerize Alex kind of thing they're going to try and isolate <laughs> you know isolate him like the other nations aren't going to want they want to get get rid of Beth before it gets to the run like sure. I, 
It's just so, that, yeah. like, Alex, I mean, Beth, that looks strong. Alex, I mean, he just ran away with it. Like, to be clear, he yes. was, like, applauding the crowd and, like, high-fiving people. Yeah. Like, it was nuts. So it wasn't yeah. really even close, even when um, in the men's race, like, there were three Frenchmen in that group that broke yeah. away. And Morgan, uh, Morgan Pearson, who, by the way, that's a, my that's, pick of the That is a pick of, we crazy. need to, yeah, got in last he, minute day before or something not on the start list he found out at 5 p.m the day before yeah um so i got a hot i got a hot tip on the day of the race given that was u.s boulder time and he just we just found out through someone i know here they're like morgan's just got a start he is going to run the fastest of the day he is going to surprise everyone he didn't quite run the fastest of the day Alex, you ran faster. However, he did surprise everyone with his placing having not been on the start list the day before. So yeah, full credit to Morgan Pearson. Yeah, I mean, he looked really good. So basically, though, he was taking it to that group early to try and break it up and get the group away and like secure his top eight. And even with all that, right, like Alex still just ran away with it. So that was sort of the like, man, Um, Olympic qualifying. I was going to say, so qualifying, where does that leave us? Olympic qualifying, Alex got his spot. Because he was a podium in tokyo which is very different on the if you're for the brits if you got a podium in tokyo at the last olympics all you needed to do was podium in paris if you didn't get a podium in tokyo for the brits so beth potter won in paris she also has to podium in at the grand final on a to order to secure her shot so alex has got his slot for so alex has his slot yes beth Beth does not not. confuse people Yes. The French, it was a top three. So Cassandra got her spot. And then the French men, um, oh, Connix and Liqueur, I want to say, were sprinting for the third place. Uh, and one of them got it and one of them didn't. And that sucks. Um, yeah. And then the Germans, it was a top eight. So you had like Laura Lindemann got her spot. And for the Americans, it was a top eight. So Morgan Pearson and Taylor, and Taylor. Nib got her spot. So my big question then, following on from that, is Taylor Nib going to race Kona? Uh, I asked her. She's like, we'll see. Yes, I think is the... She's doing 70 point... We'll talk about 70.3 worlds in a second, but she's yeah. doing 70.3 worlds this weekend, and I think after that, she'll kind of see how she feels. I think she's certainly yeah. tired, Um, and obviously getting the Olympic spot was the priority, because now she yeah. has a year to prepare for that. And um, she can play... She can kind of do what she wants now, in terms of her that spot's... It's uh, really funny, because obviously all these athletes travel together. They all know each other. They all stay in the same hotels. They like it's like fucking summer camp for high schoolers. They all date each other. They all, it's a whole thing. And so Katie's a Ferris, um, who had an okay race. Like wait, 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 wait. No, I'm going just to clarify, <laughs> just to clarify. Katie's a Ferris, as far as I'm aware, is happily married with a kid. No, 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 when no. You, I'm going you go with this. This. No, no, no. You go Where I'm going with this is, so she did not get her spot um, here. Yeah. And she right now does not have a start in Pontevedra because she still has some zeros from when she was out for having her kid. Uh, in points and so we were joking that it's like hey taylor you should really check out kona because if taylor pulls out then she'll have her spot so there's a lot of this like weird like they all know each other Um, yeah it's very funny i was gonna say you you're going down a a dodgy path of going it's like summer camp everyone dates each other (laughs) no tommy her husband (laughs) tommy her husband and her kid and her mom were all there um, it is i do i do think we're going on a gossip tangent like the world tra- the way they do all move around in a pack in a clove it is like incestuous it is like kids on it's on something. camp but anyway oh, um man. that's a whole other topic but yeah that is so a whole paris was, I mean, so it was good. i'm gutted though gutted for taylor spivey obviously like she but again she's the top take taylor out the taylor nib out the question because when she races she tends to 
perform, but Taylor Spivey has been the consistently top American for the past several years. There's only probably been like, I probably can count on one hand less than that, the number of races where she's not sort of finished top five, top four. Um, This was obviously one of them. It's not the race you want that to happen when it's the qualifying, but she still was the best of the rest of the American. And I think from a... Yeah, she was 10th ultimately, I think. Yeah. And um, I think and from she, a mixed team relay perspective, she has the the goods as well. Yeah, but, hey, and she's I'm obviously fast and quick. And um, I think she needed it to be a breakaway. I don't think the big yeah. group I lended itself yeah. to her this time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there was the para. Water uh, quality was fine for the first two days. And then um, they canceled this one for the para, which is what it is. I mean, there's a lot of there was a lot it's of just, gossip going around about yes. that, too. Um, yeah. It's annoying because the same happened in Tokyo last year. Mm-hmm. Then the para athletes got, and I don't know whether it's a mix of like you know, it's harder with all the different races for the para athletes. It's more complicated. It's complicated with multiple. There races is at the same time. Yeah. potentially some of the para athletes, and I want to make sure I'm not sweeping everyone into the same bucket here. Um, depending what their, um physical ability is some of them are more susceptible to um infections etc etc so may i don't know if that's a consideration whether it's different but they do still to get shafted (laughs) it's not a different standard like number it has to hit um what they were saying was there's like a series of locks in the sen scene sen um up river and basically one something can get released up river and can make its way downstream so to me what i'm reading in there is they uh pulled strings for two days yeah, to stop and then, that and then you know when anymore. we can't do it anymore yeah, yeah. we've had enough yeah so Which is um, that's not anyway. what they said it's just that's what i would read into that interpretation. Yes. um so the para athletes went off that was also super interesting to watch yeah. because they moved it to a decathlon it had to, they had to change the timing some because they do go all, all at the same time they're like eight categories 10 categories and the wheelchair can't really go in a duathlon at the same time as well like the visual yeah impaired. so it gets complicated really and quickly. also the other thing i realized um like just looking at the wheelchair obviously lauren parker and kendall mm-hmm. greater like the two mm-hmm. two in um athletes battling it out but even within one race so within the wheelchair category p there's two, different wc starts, there's yeah. two different starts yeah. which is calculated on time so lauren gets a three minute something head start over kendall but obviously then when it goes to a duathlon you've got to i'm assuming recalculate that i don't know if they did that makes sense i don't know if they do it's i know i read it was 313 in paris this time whether that's the run or whether that is the standard um same with the visually impaired they also do like a head start situation um they don't really oh, yeah. do it in the other. It's very complicated. The whole like rate, like there's a word for it, uh, where they get placed into different categories. There's yeah. a word for that. And it's like a very complicated process and system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lauren Parker looked really good. Uh, and she won solidly over Kendall. I don't know how the swim would have affected that. I will say the other person who looked really good was Grace Norman. Yes. Um, who's like Dominating. a multi-time parallel. Yeah, so she she, she beat looked... Claire Cashmore. The interesting thing about that race as well was that Lauren Stedman, who's the Tokyo mm-hmm. Paralympic gold medalist wasn't allowed to race. Mm. So I don't think she's done enough races this year to get a start with the right, points, right. even though she's the defending Interesting. Paralympic champion and it's the Paralympic test event. So she, I know she was in Paris, 
but then didn't get a start. So the Paralympic qualification is even more complicated. Uh, like is, Grace, I was so... talking to her and she's like, the, basically just win all the races. That's your yeah. only, that's, yeah. that'll get you a start. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting that it's, let me get, so Grace is a leg amputee mm-hmm. and then Claire and Lauren are arm amputees. Yep. So again, like you might think that's, I don't know, there's benefits and you would think. One of the pros and cons of both com- when you compare those athletes over the different disciplines. One of the interesting things about Greece is that even you, most people would then think the assumption would be that the other two are stronger runners, but she's actually a much stronger runner, which is fascinating. Well, um, you go back to, again, yeah. <laughs> you go back to Oster, Oscar Pistorius and him wanting to compete in the Olympics against well, the able bodied athlete because oh. of the blades. Well, she's and just there's a really, like, she's still, a good, I'm not she's saying a really good runner. Yeah. He is a really good runner, but there is that discussion point around actually does the blade hinder or help in the running which but also then you go back you go the other way that's exactly. like a whole nother level exactly like, i'm a, not like going no i was that. like yeah. there's a level totally. of regulation around categorization there's a level yes. of regulation around equipment like yeah. there's a lot of regulations yeah. in para um yeah. the other one who stood out was uh the french guy who's like our age who uh like alexis hanequint um He's like a P five. He is like a full leg amputee. Anyway, he was he the, the one in the cheers... sprint finish with no, Molana. He had won it. He had won oh, it. Oh, okay. Because there was a because yeah. I have a, like Molana is a friend and he's yeah. gone back into para triathlon and there was a sprint finish of them both like him and a French athlete, but it's not him. Okay, no, it was, no this yeah. is the guy right ahead of him. My point is yeah. that the crowds were going crazy for him. Yeah. Like the crowds were going crazy for all French athletes all week, but that was like the loudest because I was standing right before the finish. Yeah. It was crazy. I so... think people don't appreciate. I remember back from London, like the home advantage when it's your Olympic Games is huge. It's massive. I mean, we look at the cycling world champs they just had in Scotland, but I think it's next level and you're just going to see, like you can already see the French athletes emerging. Mm-hmm. Like they've been there the last little while, but I just think we're going to, they're going to come out next year with another level and that boost of, boost yeah. the clap of the crowd home Maybe crowd yes for sure um yeah yeah i mean beth potter said she was just pretending they were cheering for her yeah the two running, so. such an, i was fascinated with that it's such an interesting mindset because it's not really like they've got the same names but they weren't such. it wasn't english they kept yelling la la yeah la 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 yeah so you're just like go 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 yeah but you know there we go we, you know, insider, we're giving a sports psychology tip as well. Listen to Beth Potter. <laughs> when people are cheering, when you think they're, you know, turn it around so you think they're cheering for you. Yes. Um, so it was yeah. really, it was really, um, it was really fun. It was really interesting. It was really Glad good you to went see. in the end. It was good to see in person. And like, I don't talk to the, we, you know, all tend to be like a little long course focused and the short yeah. course is kind of its own world. Um, so it was good to talk to all those guys, all those athletes. Um, yeah. And in person, it's like so much more like intense than you realize like you just don't all this talk about like oh it's just a run like really you don't need to no like i was standing at one of the corners that they were really hitting hard on the bike and i was like oh my god it's we're all gonna die (laughs) it's live sport there is nothing better like yeah we you know obviously we can't get around to every location and we can come up we'll come on to the singapore PTO race and time zones didn't work and not that I'm going to travel out to watch that race but there is something electric and different when you were there on the ground watching sport being like inches away as they fly around that corner with the added bonus that this is Paris and we're leading into the Olympics I think it has to be yeah so it was cool 
Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, Singapore also happens. So from weekend. one iconic city to another, yes. Um, which I was like bitching Singapore. about the humidity in Paris. I like tried to go for runs, and I was I was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then they went and then you went to Singapore, and you went, okay, I'm gonna shut up now and get yeah. back in the little box. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I only watched bits and pieces because time zone. Yeah, but it did look hot, humid, miserable. But I mean, from so I have to admit, hands up. As a triathlon groupie, I haven't watched the PTO Singapore race. Gosh, do I dare admit it? Uh, time zones didn't wait work for me, plus a few other reasons that we won't go into. Um, so I wasn't invested in getting up super early to watch it, and I haven't had a chance to catch up. But from the little bits I have seen on social, more the athletes posting, mm-hmm. they said, I mean, absolutely like iconic venue location. I didn't realize, again, hands up, bad research on my point. I didn't realize there was a hill on the course in Singapore on the bike. So I think that's full credit to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think but, yeah. the conditions were probably the defining feature, right? Yeah. And like Ashley won, and I know Anne had a mechanical, or mechanical yeah. is not even the right word, like the tape that she like uses to tape on her spare tube, like yes, came off is. and got caught yeah. in her. And this is like whenever people start going on about like, oh, triathlon should be the same as like the NFL and stuff. You're like, guys, anyway, separate yeah. point. Um. Yeah. But still, like those are conditions that Ash excels in. Um, yeah. and she looked like she excelled in it. She just everyone else is like unzipping all their clothes and Ash yeah. is just like running along just fine. Like nothing. <laughs> like yeah. Nothing. Exactly. And like I I would I would I am gonna go back and watch it. And I am interested in this work and we don't want to need to go into this. We'll debrief it more another time. Like I wanna know what the crowds are like mm-hmm. being there. Like I the clips I've seen, I haven't been able to gauge what the crowd was from everything the athletes were saying. Iconic location, absolutely amazing. Yes, hot and humid. Um yeah, Ash doing Ash things in the heat. Annie Haug, yes, she had the mechanical. I don't know. Like the time difference is roughly what they're saying she say, lost yeah. in the mechanical, but you just don't it's a shoulda yeah. woulda you don't know like if Ash had another gear, could have found something to run away. Um and yeah, I, don't, Ash, and I was go gonna on. say, well, I was gonna say Chelsea in third was great. And yes. I will say, I mean, we can talk a lot of people, there have been a lot of people who've been having a really, really rough year. And I think this is yes. somewhat a product of like things getting really cramped together last year that a lot of things are hitting people this year. That's just my overall theory. Yeah. But like Gustav, he crashed and he's had a really shitty year, right? Um, Chelsea's had a rough year. Uh we we didn't have Flora Georgia at Paris because they've had rough right like there are a lot of people having like really rough years and um and I think that's just <laughs> yeah you're like me you all of us <laughs> but it was so it was nice to see and then Chelsea's also taken a lot of shit from a lot yes. of people um yep. which I don't think is fair and so it was good to see her running back in third um, so I didn't realize that she's so social media shit kind of thing mm-hmm. and stuff. So how much of that is the editing of videos that's put out? Like I have spoken to a few age groupers who are like, oh, I really didn't think Chelsea was like that. Like she's come across in a really different way to how I imagined that. I'm like, just hold on, I get it. But there's a way that videos are edited to give certain characters and stuff. And again, this is where I think women are very different to men and it might pass for men. It doesn't pass for women. I don't know if that's the case. I've not looked into it enough. She has had a rough year, so it was great to see her. Yeah, good to see her um, running her. again, though. Chelsea, Kona, Heat, like yeah. she excels in those in those conditions. Um, but like you, I think you're going to say, and you may have said, um, Imogen Simmons for me, mm-hmm. like she is such a classy athlete, and we've just kind of forgotten about her because she's had injuries over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And her first race back, you know, it was great, but it was nothing amazing, and she's just slowly race by race getting back up there, and so. 
looking forward as we go on to into 70.3 worlds next week i mean it'll be tough that turnaround especially with the heat um but yeah i think you know imogen simmons coming forth like yeah. she's rapidly put herself back into the top rankings um and she was also right ahead of Lucy Charles Barkley, which I think we have to acknowledge. Like Lucy had some injury. I didn't fully follow. She had a broken she had foot. A injury, broken she foot. She had a broken. She had a third metatarsal, whatever the infame bone okay. is. Which I knew it was she, her foot. anyway. Which I didn't realize. Um, but she that she suffered that when she did that dash in, dash out into Europe race, um, mm. a little while ago and came second. I think it was, uh, and then has had a foot injury. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yes, she was sort of up front. Actually, Sarah Perez beat her out of the water, I think. Right, it was, say, which is another I, interesting thing. Once Lucy's yeah. like not first out of the water and then um, Ashley went to the front of the bike. Anyway, it was like clearly, yeah. obviously she was off and she's not fully cooked yeah. training wise, but respect to like going through and doing the race, even if you... But again, well, yeah, one, prize money. Um, two, like her focus, so, uh, having been injured, her focus is probably on Kona. Mm-hmm. with the best yeah. intention but I so, just, like, like a lot of yeah. people would have just been like oh i'm not gonna win yeah and yeah and that tends to be more the women tend to not race if they're not 100 percent kind of thing um no guys were dropping out left and right right like true, guys true. were dropping everywhere <laughs> guys were like dropping out for like all yeah, but they, the guys reasons. i think have more of a confidence of going if i'm not fully fit or oh, just fucking go and wing it Whereas the women go, I'm not fully fit. Oh, I'm probably not. There was somebody who was like, why, you know, on the other, whatever they were like, why are the men's positions so much more aerodynamic? And then meanwhile, they're asking that that and like half the guys are stopped because of cramps. And you're like, maybe it didn't work out for them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's highlight that commentator comments on the previous race. Let's not go into that side point. Um, Which Rini Calfrey did do a mic drop return reply. But yeah, and then we see half the men cramping and go, well, maybe that maybe it's not such a good idea. It is a swim bike run. It's not just a bike. Right. Um, So, um, but a number of them are headed now to 70.3 worlds. um, And then a few of the Paris athletes are headed straight to 70 or or obviously didn't only Christian went Paris, Singapore, 70.3. And we haven't actually mentioned the men's race in Singapore. Christian did win, finally. Obviously, everyone was in the PTO was ecstatic that he finally got his win. But anyway. I mean, part of me was like, not that it wasn't a hard field, but he should. I mean, I do think it's impressive to turn that around. Turn that around from the Paris test event, get on a flight to Singapore. That's not an easy flight. Time zones, then run heat and humidity and the race the way he did. Uh, let's see how he goes in 70.3 worlds. I mean, again, he's an athlete you never write off, do you? But I think that might be, gosh, if I say it now one step too far, he'll probably come out and destroy everyone again. And then you just go, "Hmm, okay. So Um, 70.3 worlds this weekend, let's preview it quickly uh, here. Well, oh, I know you've got to go. But Peter Heimrich, like, again, underrated athlete until like a few years ago, dominated, few quiet years. He was back in second. Uh, Yes, anyway. Uh, 70.3 worlds. Well, I was going to say 70.3 worlds coming up. Um, we'll talk yes. about them. So Christian will be there. Uh, Gustav will be there. I really, obvi- we're all, I think, rooting for him because he's just had a tough year. Ben Canute yeah. will be there, um, who was second last year. Um, and then there's a couple of the Paris athletes with like a couple of the French guys. Uh, yeah. Lacour, uh, which I think it's yes. interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be long. Yeah. Obviously, and then, Sam like, Long will be there. Sam Long's there, like, um, uh, Jason West, who's obviously mm-hmm. like having an absolute stellar year, but again, whether the backing up from um, Singapore to Finland at two top level races um, yeah, is maybe to too many. Yeah. 
And then the women, um, I mean, some of them. I think the men, I think the women's is way more stacked way more, than the men. Yeah, it's way more. Well, that's because there's more people who specialize in mid-distance in the women. Well, and also, like, the men, it's very close to Nice. Mm-hmm. That's true. Where So, and like we've said before, more men cross over between the distances. And this is close to Nice, whereas more women are specialist. They're special. 70.3 yeah. and Kona is that extra right little bit away. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting, we're getting all the specialists. We're getting the yeah. uh, Paula, the Holly, the Ellie, the, I was about to say, I got to <laughs> say um, Daniela, but you're like Daniela, Emma, that's the right. for. Emma's yeah. coming too. Daniela, we're seeing her. It's the first 70.3 worlds in forever. And you can never count Daniela yeah. out, of course. But I got to say, my money's on Taylor Nib. Yeah, I think so. On current form. Um like again, never write Daniela Reef out, especially at a world championship event. But again, maybe half an hour. Well, I don't know. You can't say that that it's a world championship. So they're going to be focused on this. Um, you know, Kat Matthews is there as well. Um, but yeah, I think the Taylor, the port, the, the big name that we're probably missing on there is the Ash Gentle. Sure. Um, she basically didn't want she was like well i already flew to singapore i'm already halfway like, home i'm already yeah. halfway home i don't want to fly backwards that was basically yeah, which kind of makes sense like, well, although like she could probably hire her own private jet with the amount of money she's uh won from pto races in the last year and and make the trip a lot more pleasant um but yeah i think that nib finley emma daniela holly laura phillip um and kat matthews putting you know those lot in there i think is going to be the interesting one and then tomorrow, do if she can I run through. Of, but well, I kind of just don't see how Taylor Nib doesn't win. But you know, she's coming off Paris. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. But she, I think her run is a lot better than people are giving her credit for. Right yes, now. that was what I took yeah. away from Paris. Is she yeah. can run? Yes, so. and I think for um, the Taylor as well, the penny is starting to drop. Like she's always been told as an athlete, she's not the natural runner it's a fight it's a battle she's always been a very good runner mm-hmm. but i think that paris race and a few other things that are just starting to fall into place is going to give her the belief that actually she can run and that's dangerous like if she then thinks she has the full if she's then like she has the full package she's got the swim the bike and now she can run and run through fields that's like no yeah hmm. yeah hmm. so um, but imogen simmons in there as well i yes, should have just imogen, read her name further uh, down yeah and Imogen was like third at Nice 70.3 Worlds. So yeah. it would be good to see her yeah. back. Um, it's in Lati, Finland. Yes. Which apparently is a slightly different course than the old Lati 70.3 course. That's what they were telling me. Um, but it is one big loop on the bike. So less drafting. Uh, can't see your competition. And then the runs two loops. And apparently they run through an auditorium, through an indoor stadium. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. quite cool. I did a race in Denmark where we ran through the library once. Yeah. That was pretty interesting, so, but yeah. There we go. That's what All right. Taylor Nib was telling me. So um, it will also be streaming. You can also watch it. Yes. If you want to get up. Rolling. Outside, isn't it? It's outside. outside. Watch, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And it's the full World Champs te- commentary team. So studio and on the ground mm-hmm. team. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, and it probably won't flip out like World uh, Triathlons did halfway through the mixed relay. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah didn't know out. that. And I think we've got a nice balance of fifty-fifty men and women commentating. Yeah. There you go. So. All right. Uh, well, we'll come back right, next yes. week and talk about you know how Finland went and all the other things. All the all the other news. things. Yeah. All the other news. All right. Yes. Done.
Okay, so here's my one thing I want to ask you guys about Paris. Sarah, you were on the circuit for a long time. It feels like summer camp among all the, like, there's like, they they date each other, then they break up and somebody dates somebody else. And then there's like always drama and gossip. Is that, is that what was always going on? Uh, even more so when I first started and people always went out uh, partying after races. But like, I've as the years went on, there was less and less of that. So that people are pretty serious now. Okay. I mean, relatively speaking. But yeah, the dating stuff, that's all. It's so, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very, that's very normal. Because you have, you know, roughly 70 people who see each other on a regular basis in foreign cities. And a lot of them train together. And like, you're working with a small pool. So yeah, there's going to be... And some... they're all very fit and fairly attractive. Like, yeah. 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 So you're going to have a little cross-pollination. Right. I don't feel like that happens as much in long course. Because like, you don't have like the squads. They don't all go to the same races. Yeah, exactly. It's people, people are kind of in their own little worlds in short course where it's the rest of the world doesn't really exist. It's interesting. Sounds like pro wrestling. Okay. (laughs) I feel like you're going to have to expand on that. (laughs) I'm confused. Do pro wrestlers date each other a lot? Yeah, because they have like these shows. And I only know all this because there was one time I did like a 200 mile bike ride from New Orleans to Florida. And when we landed, apparently it was WrestleMania 30. And my husband was stoked. And I remember watching as a kid with my younger brother. And so apparently Hulk Hogan was going to be there. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Those are the guys like everyone knows. But yeah, we ended up going to WrestleMania 30, which was, I think, like almost 10 years ago. And so then we started watching Monday Night Raw. (laughs) And there's now like a lot more female pro wrestlers. Like they actually elevated it. They used to be called the Divas and now they're also superstars. But they all travel together. They all date each other. They marry each other. Some of their relationships are incorporated into the storyline. I thought a lot of them are. But then are they real? Because like a lot of the storylines are obviously like scripted. Jocelyn's like, what? No. So are the like... It's all... <laughs> no, some of them are real because they like procreate. And, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. There's some of them that are moms now that like went back to, to competing, which is pretty cool. Okay. See, we're just learning so much. So here's the real question, Sarah. Is the PTO tour like that too? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, no. Oh, that's very disappointing. I'm, I'm sorry. Very disappointed. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah. Like it's, there are only three PTO races this year. True. Yeah. It seems to be like, I mean, not to say an older crowd, but a more mature crowd anyway. So it's hmm. like high school versus college and grad school. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're in grad school for a triathlon now, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How was Singapore uh, besides the brown water that you guys talked about last week? Well, that was just the pool. Okay. Uh, it was actually kind of cool because we, we swam in Marina Bay. And I guess there's never been a race where they let people swim in Marina Bay, which was which is pretty wild, right? So like the the regulations in Singapore are out of control strict. 
so they were testing the water nonstop. Um, it's a much higher standard than than normal races for water quality. So we were we were nervous that we weren't going to be racing. And then they have really strict standards about lightning. So the the day before the race, they're like, yeah, well, I don't we don't know. We don't know if we're going to be able to have a race. And like here are the different plants. We're sitting there for like this is this is out of control. Um, let's hope we have a race. But it, we ended up having a race. Yeah. It was very hot and humid. I was like, it looked very hot. Yeah, very hot and humid. Um, the water was so warm. Uh, like I just, you know, it's you know, it's gonna be rough. I should, I need to go down and hang out with Khadija more and like train in Georgia so that this sort of like, yeah, it's hot and humid there. Um. I was like overheating in the swim and I'm like, this I is going to be, oh, this good. is going to be yeah. a long day if you're hot swimming. Um, yeah. So it was, I mean, very well run event. Uh, I, I don't know. I always feel like talking about races is boring. You're um, like, I, I did some stuff. It went I, okay. I swam. I biked around. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't well, my it's best like, performance, <laughs> but it, I was in Singapore, which is pretty awesome. Tell us about the food. Tell us Whoa. about the food. Yeah. So <laughs> Clearly think, that's what our podcast is actually about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's the about theme. food. I yeah. I did enjoy, oh my goodness. I had was it kaya toast? Um so it's like this green coconut jam and you put it on buttered toast. And it's a it's a it's very much a thing there. And I did go to some of the hawker stalls and I got um some Indonesian food and I got uh some Hainanese chicken rice, mm-hmm. which is like the thing you get. Um, the mm-hmm. It's the thing. Um yeah, like I so the a couple days before the race, you know, was noodling around on on a, a rental bike and like went to the the food stalls and stuff. Um I regret nothing. Um yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh, and you saw the merlion. Tell us and about I the merlion. So What's mer-lion? the merlion? Yeah, the mm-hmm. merlion. What? It's massive. It's this massive hmm. statue. It's hmm. half lion, half mermaid, I guess. Oh, yes. Uh, very much a tourist r- attraction. Really? And it, you could see it on like on the swim venue. Like I could see it over there and I'm like, hi, merlion. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was awesome. It's just such an interesting place. But after you told me, Jocelyn, that you trained there, I was just gobsmacked. I'm like, how the heck did you train here for multiple years in Singapore? Because it's so hot and humid. You well, just get used to it. Hot and humid, but also pancake flat, a uh, lot of cars. I think there's some parks though, right? That like people go to. Yeah. So we didn't, our training camps weren't in Singapore. Like we were in Thailand and we were in the Philippines and we were in South Korea, but the, the bike shop that was like our primary sponsor was based in Singapore. So we would do like some like short training stints there. And we did the the 70.3 that was there. Mm. Interesting. Well, if the 70 point, if nobody's ever swum in Marina Bay, where did the 70.3 swim? I don't remember. It was a long yeah. time ago. You're like, so but in the I water, know, Kelly, whatever. Yeah. There's a fairly healthy, like, expat population and, like, the local triathletes all train over there. But I think they bike over to the next island. That's what somebody was telling. I was, like, talking to somebody about this once. And that's what they told me. There's, like, a whole 
island they like go to that also has like a big park or something where you can like run trails mm-hmm. for really yeah long like time. the cycling yeah. they they go over to the next island oh my god speaking of biking around in a city in a park so i was up for a run in paris and i ended up in like where they do their biking like in circles around i'm like making the motion in circles around a park like at central park or something like that mm-hmm. and so i was watch. so i was running and i was watching the cyclists go and i the most french thing ever this guy in the front was like overweight on a fat bike e-bike like no helmet just like line of like six dude all decked out cyclists like pace lighting behind him huh. and then the guy in second was on his phone and i was like what the hell is happening felt like the most french cyclist training i've ever seen no he what? needed a basket on front a basket with like yeah. a baguette yeah and then exactly. like <laughs> smoking mm-hmm. oh one of them must have been smoking obviously yeah that's denmark i've never seen any so many people smoking on bikes in all oh, my yeah. life they were just i was like Everybody. really it's just this is how we're doing it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i wouldn't think of that i would not think that the danes would be heavy smokers i don't know why yeah, yeah it was Cause I was I was walking. I was like, "Is that a cigarette that I smell?" And they're just waiting at the light for the bike. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. But Singapore yeah. is like the only. You know the whole new PTO tour that you guys talked about last week, and it's Singapore is the only one that's like confirmed out of the to come six. So are you going to go back? I I or do you recommend? I mean, I guess not to like not to say like, are you going to be one of the twenty athletes? Blah, blah blah. But like, would you go back? Would you recommend it to people? I definitely think it's a cool city to visit. One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. You're know. like betrayed in the heat and humidity. <laughs> yeah, be ready for the heat and humidity. Uh, uh yeah. I I guess just in terms of like life experience, it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome to go there and ex- mm-hmm. you know be be in Singapore. I don't know. It's a race. Uh. Jocelyn Khadija, are you guys going to do any of the age group 100K races when they announce them? I want to. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I definitely want to. I like the I just like the multi-sport atmosphere. I really enjoy it. Getting to, to watch other people and race uh, myself. It's it's a great it's to me, it's better than the single race format. I'm curious where they're going to have them in the U.S. though. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited that it gives us an alternative as age groupers to Iron Man branded stuff. Um and the 100k distance is like pretty intriguing. Yeah. Like you know, some people are like I feel like some people are like, "Oh, if it's not an Iron Man or a half Iron Man, it's like doesn't count as a being a real triathlete, blah blah blah," which is like super elitist, but yeah, and um um I know they had like didn't clash Clash do one at Watkins Glen. Yeah, Clash at Watkins Glen, Daytona, Miami, um, and they're all like the hundred K came out of Daytona, like originally. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've had them. And I'm doing Daytona this year. Are you? That's mm-hmm. well, yeah. It's just super fun, like going around the track. Um, I really want to do Daytona because I mean, so my husband's not just a pro wrestling fan; he's a big NASCAR fan. <laughs> he's not so... just a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> he's also into like. All the I'm big excited. Ball I'm camping out on the um on the racetrack they have where you can camp out on the racetrack. So I'm driving my camper van and camping out on the racetrack. Now everybody knows that I'm going. They're like, "Oh, can I come to your van now?" No, no, no. you're like, no. <laughs> She's gonna unmarked. do a hot lap on the track. 
in our camper van. Yeah, twenty miles an hour. Just <laughs> so if around. it's next year, it really depends on how far of a drive it's gonna be. Because I was like yeah. really wanting to do Daytona, but now that Ainsley is like newly potty trained, we just survived like a two-hour road trip to the beach last weekend (laughs) so like longer will be a little (laughs) yeah and she's like super particular about if a bathroom a public bathroom meets her standards sure like so is my husband it's fine yeah it's like very common in adults as well (laughs) but if she doesn't go then you're just like okay like when are you gonna need to go and then suddenly it's like I have to pee pee mommy have to pee pee have to pee pee have to pee pee and you're like can you hold it? Like, <laughs> we gotta find a bathroom now. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I'm curious where they'll end up being. Because obviously, that's really good. Like, for all that, everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. This is exciting. The reality is it's going to be like one race in the US, maybe two. And they'll probably be in like, des- right? Like, I mean, rumor or word, like it'd be destinations, right? It'd be like, I'm making this up. But like Miami or Vegas or Atlantic City, Um, like, is like, they're not going to do it in, sorry, Milwaukee. So, and no, I, multi-sport nationals is in Nebraska. I doubt if they'll do. No, it in they're not Nebraska. doing it in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, that's. Not, no. I'm even debating multi-sport. I kind nationals. of think they're gonna have it at Daytona. Is like what my yeah. guess would be because that's been a stab- a fairly established like yeah. location. Um, but the other place, but I think you are right. If they're trying to make this an international series, I, it's not like. Iron Man, where like a million of them are going to be in the US. No, it'll be two. And it'll be like, it has to be marquee cities. It has to be stuff like people like have heard of and like. The the only other one I had heard of potentially was Bermuda. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Oh, I think, but that's because people really miss that world tri race and want it to come back. Um, Bermuda is actually surprisingly cheap from the East Coast. You guys should all go. Ooh. Yeah, I would. I would do Bermuda. I like Bermuda. I no, no, like staying there is really expensive. Bermuda yeah. edition. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can't drive there though. I'd have to fly. No, you da- yeah. You have to fly. That's sort of how that works with an island. Yeah. 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 Can we just stay at Flora's house? No, I think there's like with one her, hotel. Right? There's like one hotel everyone stays in, right? Like that's the the deal. Um, what? What else are you guys doing next year? Have you decided yet? I'm not asking Sarah because Sarah decides week of races, but I know Khadija has her whole year planned out. It's on this post-it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so impressive. I'm, so I hope that they're going to announce when the next 70.3 Worlds is that's going to be in the US. Because it's New Zealand next year. And so Which then you're... Is- yeah, so I'm wondering if 2025 is when they'll back it'll come the back US. to the U.S. and then, sense. which means at some point next year, I have to get back on the Ironman 70.3 bandwagon and mm. give my money back to the evil M. Dot Corporation. <laughs> um, I, I decided... I'm not even doing Chattanooga this year. I usually do Chattanooga oh. every year. I just they it it's it's like over four hundred dollars for Chattanooga. Because it's, it's such a popular race, and I'm just like, I'm not wasting my little budget on one race. I can't. I'll tell you something though. Like, I was thinking about this it's competition, and it's a relatively hard course. But sorry, you froze, Khadija. It's all right. We got oh, it. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. I, was say, I was thinking about it this weekend because, like, obviously there are a bunch of world try meetings happening in Paris too, and obviously everyone's all worked up about Iron Man, right? Being like, whatever. Every dude with a podcast has an opinion right now. 
And the thing is, though, the reality is, like, World Triathlon's having trouble getting cities to host races. Ironman's having trouble signing contracts with cities. That's why all these races are getting canceled, is both, like, the contracts are different. Like, they're not subsidized anymore by the city or the police. Like, the volunteer situation is, like, you can't get them anymore because, like, labor's changing in the U.S. And, like, and then at the same time, like, triathletes are kind of, like, interest is changing, right? So, like, it's not just an Ironman problem. And so if that's what's happening and all these cities, like, don't want to host races anymore and like the fundamental business model is changing like that's my concern right like that's where i'm keep circling around i'm like i don't know what's about to happen if that makes sense because it's not like oh i hate iron man it's like world try can't figure it out either like no one can figure it out but tell us about how you're doing lake placid next year right Kelly. but lake placid is all on board <laughs> 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 so i really want to do nice next year women's nice next year um just like for no reason like I just think it'll be like historic and cool and like the first you know big one outside of Kona I know St. George but we all don't care about St. George right and like (laughs) and so I just want to do it I'm kidding but like that world championship (laughs) that year wasn't like fully international because like a lot of people couldn't make it to the U.S. so like I want to do Nice just because it'll be really cool um but you have to qualify (laughs) and Lake Placid is kind of the only chance to qualify before next year. In if you don't want to do Texas. I, I'm May, not going to do right? Texas. Is it May? It's April, yeah. I'm not April. Why not Texas? Uh, I like, it just sounds like a terrible race to me. Like, I just like have no, no desire to ever do it. I've done I it said once. So. <laughs> it was hot. It's like biking down a freeway. Like, I just don't want to do Texas. So, uh, yeah. So, Lake Placid is the only option. Except for like maybe Hawaii seventy point three, but yeah. Um, so, and because Ironman's having such a hard time getting people to sign up for races, apparently right now if you sign up within like the thirty days, is it ninety? It's ninety days, whatever it is. Like I signed up yesterday, you get yeah free deferral, free transfer to another race if you need to, free like all this stuff. So it's like, well, you might as well. And then if I like end up not getting in shape, I can just transfer <laughs> to something else. See, foolproof plan. <laughs> when was your last Iron Man? Well, I did Roth last year. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you—it's not like you've forgotten. Yeah, well, I forgot. Well, that's I forgot. that's her last full distance. <laughs> right. Let's I like the brand right. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I walked half the marathon with this guy who was a private chef for a prince in the Alps, Italian prince. Um. So I don't know that I like raced it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, if anybody else wants to do like Placid next year, I think there's like a hundred spots left. It is like a five hour drive from me, but no, no, I am Ironman retired. (laughs) Hard no. It's a beautiful course. Yeah, it is. And I've done it. I've done it before. I've done it before. So I don't need to do it again. Yeah, I, I didn't. No, I think you should do it again. again. I don't think okay. you should, that you've done it. You should do it again. Join FOMO. Join the crowd. Well, I think also by then it's like the one of the last races to qualify for next year's Nice, and so I'm also like, I feel like this is gonna but I feel like I'm just gonna have to do like pretty okay, right? Because by then, like all the really good people have their spots, right? Like that's my theory. So I'm hoping get that roll yeah. down, like roll, roll, yeah. roll, like yeah. rolling down. I don't think I need to like win it. I think I just need to like slide in there with like a nice solid day. I don't know. I keep on hearing about races, even in Europe where it's super competitive um, to get Kona slots. 
that it's just it's getting to the point where it's anybody want to go anybody uh, a slop right so your body in lake placid just that that might well like used to be terrible right for like our like it used to be like you had to win right as an Mm -hmm. overall age group in our age to sure but but now i think it'll so anyway that's my hope guys that i will like check my box and then i'll get to do another iron man next year (laughs) no not envious yeah Your prize for suffering through a marathon exactly. is to get to suffer for four more hours. It's going to be yes. great. But I've never, I mean, I did Kona, but I never, I've never done 70.3 Worlds. I, I've only done Kona once, so I just feel like it'd be cool to do. It would be cool. I think it will be really cool. Yes. Yeah. You guys um, have all done 70.3 Worlds, right? I have not. Oh, okay. Well then. You I've me. done 70.3 Worlds in uh south africa and mm. in chattanooga Khadija, you did chattanooga i assume yeah no i did um south africa oh, wow. and i qualified for france but i didn't race out of protest out of protest that was the year that they banned um muslim women from participating oh in, in france yeah 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 That's pretty fucked up. yeah so yeah yeah um I'm curious because okay, so it's this weekend in Lati, Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like hard; it's almost hard to keep track of all the big races right now. It kind of feels like, oh wait, there's another big race uh, yeah. every weekend, one every or two, weekend. right? Yeah, uh-huh. it's nuts. And I don't actually know any; like, I don't actually have any friends racing. Like, I don't actually like locally. I, have I feel two. like two. Do you? Two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Finland, yeah, Tiencia, um, James, and um oh dear she's gonna kill me um that other friend of yours yes <laughs> mentioning her to i'm old give me a break privacy. jamie and jamie dismuke they're they're um they're both racing good yeah. luck khadija's friends Woo! yeah they're um, good they're good they're strong in their age yeah. group i'm excited for them it looks and like Jamie's it'll be a good course too. yeah yeah it yeah, seems it like it'll be good. cool. The the only thing I've heard is that it could be cold, and that is the only that is the only thing I know about it. That's they said it. the air temperature sixty. <laughs> I know about it. <laughs> they sent me a message. They said the air temperature sixty right now. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't even fathom that. That's like what the temperature is in December here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I picked my races wrong because that is totally my bad. Oh, yeah, like, I was like, that sounds I love good. the cold races. <laughs> and I went to Singapore. What was I thinking? <laughs> this is literally, Sarah, why I was like, I'm going to do, I'd rather do Placid than a half Ironman in Hawaii in June. Like, that was, I was like, no, absolutely I feel not. like that half Ironman is going to be more competitive, but maybe not. And hot and humid. And I was like, no, that sounds And hot right. and humid. Um. But yeah, I did Lati when it was just a regular 70.3 one year. Oh. And they did like, um, and it was earlier in the summer. It was like June. And they do like this start at 4 p.m. So you like finish under the midnight sun. But what? It was nice. So That's confusing. Cool. I had like no idea what time it was or what was going on because it like never got dark. which was very confusing. I was cursing like a sailor in Alaska. I was cold. I did <laughs> not like to be cold <laughs> at all. It was just okay. Well, you you and the other thousands of people who did that because the race didn't come back for a reason. Didn't come back. (laughs) Yeah, I think they also had like 
hotel problems. Having just been there, I think they're just like, it was like nowhere to stay. I did a homestay, which I enjoyed. That's what I think was the issue. Yeah. I I didn't do a hotel. Yeah. That's because there's only like three hotels. There are no hotels in Juneau. Like, it's not a thing. I never stay in a hotel. I just, I rather just stay in a neighborhood because when I go someplace, I want to see, see what it's like for real. Not, um, even in South Africa, I stayed with, um, I stayed in the guest house of a family because I had a friend who used to live in Port Elizabeth. So she recommended a family that, um, had, they had a guest house and I stayed with Home them. stays are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. It's a laundromat. Sometimes. Like, okay. It depends on who your host is. Yeah. Some are really amazing. <laughs> I've Sometimes. definitely, I've heard some horror stories. Yeah. So there, there, <laughs> there was one woman who um, would always host at St. Anthony's and she would only host men, uh, male pros. Oh, oh. And would I... walk around <laughs> in very skimpy outfits. Um I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> offer to give the guys massages and nice, stuff. Nice. And you know, it's it it would have been like a, a May December romance, shall we say, if it worked mm-hmm. out that way. Um yeah. But this has been okay. quite the podcast. Yeah. Do you remember uh-huh. like uh-huh. Tri California? Like I know. Like, Tri-California used to do homestays, and I volunteered because we live in the Bay Area. I volunteered to have someone homestay with me, but they, because they were a super Christian organization, wouldn't let a person of the opposite. It was only same-sex homestays, and they even didn't want, um, and, like, me and Steve, like, whatever, we weren't married at the time, and so they, like, didn't want to have, like, a female pro stay with us. And I was like, all right, well, good luck. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was weird. Now, I did have one bad homestay. It wasn't a bad homestay, but there were two guest houses. This was in Dubai. And the couple that was in, that lived in the other guest house the night before the race, they had a massive party and they didn't stop partying till like three o'clock. And I had to get up at like four 30. Excellent. And that was just like, I woke up. You should have just stayed up the whole time partying with them. Yeah. I should (laughs) have just gone over with them. Yeah, but that happens at hotels too. I stayed at some hotel in Santa Cruz one time that um, I think the police came three times to the motel, like over because there was like kids dealing drugs, some party. It was the whole. You oh, were wow. like, like on the I third mean, time, you were like, "All right, man, I'm I'm give up." Like, sound like very Santa Cruz. It sounds though. very Santa Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. this has been such a podcast, guys. I feel like I don't even know what Sarah's random question is going to be. Like, how could it be more <laughs> random? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm okay. I have something super random, but it's very much an important question to me. Okay. Okay. So I started in an office. I'm at the hospital uh, doing uh, my practicum. And I realized that my entire wardrobe is like free t shirts Mm -hmm. and sweatpants. So (laughs) I do not have grown up clothes. Um, My question to all of you is what is one item you think is like a wardrobe staple if you work in an office because i'm realizing i need to uh like basically 
develop a work wardrobe. A work wardrobe. Well, uh, here's my question for you. What is the standard there? Because like my standard of work wardrobe is like a gap t-shirt and jeans. So like, is the, what is the standard? Oh, you mean fancy pants? Yeah. Um, Like how fancy (laughs) is it? How fancy, how fancy is it? Yeah. Jeans are my fancy pants. Um, Exactly. Yeah, so it's like basically black tie compared to oh, that. Oh, is it like business casual? Yes. Yeah, okay, I have a great because uh because you're a healthcare professional too, right? So here's my <laughs> here's my hack. You're gonna okay. love it. Yes, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Men's golf pants, like the okay. plaid ones. No, no, <laughs> so plaid. <laughs> they're not plaid. They come in different colors, but basically. It's like a technical material. So instead of dress slacks, you know, women's dress pants suck because their pockets are like nothing, right? Women's pockets suck. So men's dress pants, they're cut. I feel like they're cut better for like if you have have athletic quadriceps. (laughs) We don't say thunder thighs. We say strong quads. I like thunder thighs. That sounds... (laughs) I don't know. I always called them my quads. I was like, hey, like in college, I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't fit me because my quads are big. And all my roommates, because I lived with like four girls, were like, quads? What are you talking about? So, yeah. (laughs) So men's golf pants, you can just throw them in the washer and dryer and hang them to dry or like hang them once they're like go through the dryer but you don't have to take them to the freaking dry cleaner they look professional ish because they're they look like you don't have to iron them and they have nice big pockets that can fit lots of stuff here's my tip for you but keep in mind i live like west coast professional right so like that does not meet east coast standards you just get like one really good blazer and then you buy it in like three colors and then you always have one in your car and then you can just put it on over things and you're like, oh, see, now I'm ready for an interview. It's great. Yep. That's my go. My staple is long sleeve polos, um, khaki, khaki pants. I don't get I'm so, I'm a little bit small. I don't know if any of you see me in person. I get um, boys large and um, and <laughs> blazer. I have the same blazer <laughs> in three different colors. I have five polo shirts. I prefer skirts. I wear like um, just below the knee skirt or um, uh, boys khaki pants. Yeah. See, that's your version of men's golf pants is the go. boys large pants. Yeah. So Bigger pockets. Like I need a blazer and some golf pants. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what you need. Okay. But okay, not the pants. women's golf pants because <laughs> those are like too tight it looks like you're just wearing spandex because i don't know because women golfers have like tiny quads i guess Uh, so jocelyn how did you discover golf pants (laughs) oh i had a coworker who was an athletic trainer and he wore golf pants and he like turned me on to those because i was getting like women's dress slacks that i had to like iron and dry clean and i was like what kind of pants are these and he's like, oh, they're golf pants. So I went to like Dick's Sporting Goods, tried on the women's golf pants and was like, this is bullshit. And then I tried on the, <laughs> men's, the men's ones and I was like, these totally fit me and the pockets are huge. I never right. expected that yeah. as a chip. Okay, so I, uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, why, why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? Because he, he said four. Because he had, he a, had hole a hole in, in one. one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done. <laughs> yeah. But 
but my boys, my boys wear dickies, those work, those, um, those work pants. And one day I had to, I don't know what I was doing. I had to borrow a pair of their pants and I was like, these feel great. And that's what I wear. All right. All right. So mm -hmm. golf pants and dickies and blazers. Yep. And just long sleeve, nice polo shirts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I love it. And, um, blazer. Thank you. Well, if anybody out there has additional wardrobe tips for me, I, I am all ears. Please send us in a voicemail. You know how to do it. It's in the show notes. And next week, we can discuss all of my sartorial choices. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with, oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of Try Hard. I think it's like it's definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now, too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, <laughs> try Try Hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the Try Hard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's two zero FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Bicycle.